Welcome to Nathan's School of Thought. I'm Nathan Walker, Global Performance Coach, here to share principles gleaned from decades of teaching, training, and coaching on four continents. Whether you're a senior executive, salesperson, new parent, military leader, artist, musician, head of a nonprofit, or a student, it doesn't matter who you are, only who you can become. Join me each week to have your brain flipped upside down as we move together toward a happier, healthier, and much more productive life. Hello, my friends. You are an amplifier. In the world of music, we often talk about amplitude or amplification. To amplify is to make something bigger. Most of you know what a guitar amplifier is. Some of you have an amplifier in your home theater or home stereo system. A signal comes in and has to be turned into something much, much larger. The signal must be amplified. In the case of a stereo or a guitar amp, the amplification is being done electronically. But most amplification starts in the air with sound waves themselves. If we talk about two sound waves, and they originate at the same time, are the same pitch or frequency, they're traveling at the same speed, and they're the same type of sound wave, the amplitudes, or the height of the wave, increases when they're together. They amplify each other and become much, much louder. This happens naturally as those sound waves travel. Some vibrations are amplified by resonating with something else. If, for example, you've ever heard an electric guitar string being plucked without the guitar being plugged into an amplifier, it's very, very soft. There's nothing to resonate or vibrate with that sound and make it loud enough to hear clearly. An acoustic guitar is a different story. The body of an acoustic guitar is made to vibrate along with the string. The air inside the guitar body moves, and the body itself begins to vibrate in sympathy with that string, and it amplifies the sound. It's easy to hear. This is called sympathetic vibration. If you were to put your head near the strings of a piano and sing a note, you will notice that the strings that vibrate most easily at that frequency, or the strings that make that note, will begin to ring. There are many things that we do inside of our own minds and inside of our own bodies that act very much like sympathetic vibration, that amplify our emotions, feelings, or proclivities. Yes, that's a word. Look it up. It's a great word. <laughs> that amplify our thoughts, emotions, feelings, even behaviors, and make them larger. It doesn't matter if those are good or bad. They will still be amplified. Sometimes patterns of thinking that we have together with certain behaviors or together with certain emotions amplify each other, just like two sound waves originating at the same time or vibrating at the same frequency, they tend to get louder, they strengthen the signal, and enlarge or amplify the behavior, thought, emotion, etc. We are in charge of our instrument, and we must be careful about the things that we do together that amplify each other. We want to make sure that they increase our personal power, freedom, safety, love, and health, and not decrease them. You'll remember that in my coaching and consulting practice, I often employ an extremely powerful tool, 
that accurately points out habits of thought that are sabotaging success for that individual in careers, in families, in personal health, in whatever, measured in any way they wish to measure it. In fact, I think I'll post a link to that assessment in the podcast description. We'll call that a bonus for this episode. Go to the podcast description, find the link that I've posted, and follow it to the Habit Finder assessment. And you and I can schedule a time to walk through that together, and I won't charge you for it. But it is sad and alarming to me to see three things coming up over and over when people take that assessment. And it seems that they come up with increasing frequency, especially in the last couple of years. So I'm going to tell you about three of them. And I want you to notice the common phrase in these three. The first one, discouraged. Many people become discouraged based on the difference between the expectations they have for their life and their current reality. Discouragement most often plagues us when we hold reality hostage to our expectations. We get to a point where we just can't stand that what we thought things would be like is not what they're like. And we refuse to be happy. We hold reality hostage until the expectation is met and we resent our current circumstances because they don't match what we expected. Very often, we resent our spouse, our family, our friends, our job, our boss, any number of things outside of ourselves. The community we live in, our car, it really doesn't matter. We resent everything that represents to us that we're not where we thought we would be. Discouragement is almost always a result of comparison, the difference between the expectation and the reality. So discouragement is one that I see a lot. A second one that comes up often is franticness. We might struggle with the difference between what we expected to do and what can actually be done in a certain period of time, in a day, for example. And so we run ourselves ragged all day long and we just go until we're too exhausted to think and stagger into the bedroom, unsure about whether we even got anything done. Did I accomplish anything of merit? Did I create anything worth creating? Did I serve or love or influence anybody in any good way? Feeling frantic is struggling again with, you ready for this phrase, the difference between our expectation for that time period and the reality of what actually happened. Remember that discouragement was the difference between the expectation we had for our life and the reality of our current situation. Here's another one that comes up often. Conditional self-worth. You may find it difficult to accept yourself without condition or judgment. I'm a good person only if. The top two causes for conditional self-worth are unmet expectations. Does that sound familiar? And comparison with others. So here we are again, stuck in this world of judging ourselves based on the difference between what we expected to be or feel like we were and what we actually are. Thoughts like this create unrealistic conditions for self-acceptance, and they will rob you and everybody else from the results of your gifts. Discouragement, franticness, 
conditional self-worth. All of these things are the difference between what we thought and what we are or where we are. Expectations combined with comparison function to increase each other's amplitude. They amplify together in a way that's very harmful to us. There are many stressors, many things that amplify our destructive thoughts. Just like the three I mentioned when we talked about discouragement, franticness, and conditional self-worth. Fluctuating hormone levels can amplify our destructive thoughts. Stress can amplify our destructive thoughts. So can fear, conflict, pain, fatigue, urgency, and a thousand other things. When we combine comparison, unmet expectations, external forces, physical challenges, and other things together, those amplify. The volume increases, and it can increase to the point that we think we can't handle it. It becomes deafening. Two people might amplify one another. They might have thoughts, behaviors, or habits that are very much the same. And they increase in power, they increase in volume, they increase in the effect that they have on the relationship and on those around them. Those can be positive or negative. If they're negative, it can be very destructive indeed. Communities function as amplifiers to each other. Even mob mentality is an amplifier. Mob mentality is a shared confirmation bias whose amplitudes combine so powerfully that people do things they would never otherwise do. Entire nations have felt overwhelming shame when they let their amplitudes combine until it blotted out reason, compassion, and even the wise exercise of individual agency. And they realized to their horror that they had done unspeakable things. In contrast, summing our amplitudes together for good can have astonishing effects. What would happen if you were to look for things in your spouse that you could amplify? Ways that you could sympathetically vibrate with him or her? Things over which you could unite in a way that you never have before? What happens when your energy, your passion, your exuberance, your excitement, your optimism, your faith, your love for each other and your service are amplified by the other person? What happens when you decide to look for those notes that you can ring with? When your spouse metaphorically sings into the piano and you let your strings ring with theirs? What happens when you do this with your children or in your community, in your workplace? What happens when you do it as a nation? We can find plenty of notes being played. We can find waves all around us. We just get to choose which ones we vibrate with. Remember in the example I gave you, the amplitudes sum together when two sound waves are producing the same pitch at the same time. If you want real power in a relationship, you will look for notes that you can play together. If you want real power in yourself, you will look for positive patterns of thought and action that can strengthen or enhance or amplify each other. In ourselves, patterns of thought and emotion often build upon each other until they just run wild. I grew up on a horse ranch. If one horse got out, we could choose to leave the broken hole in the fence until all the horses stampeded 
Or we could catch the little devil, put him back in the corral, and patch the hole in the fence. We are prone to blame forces both inside and outside of ourselves for our thoughts and emotions. My brain's just not working today. My hormones make me feel this way. I can't control my anger. He made me feel bad. Well, I have ADD, etc. While all of these things may have some influence on us, they are simply amplifiers. They are not the root cause. Your life will change dramatically when you learn to identify and practice amplifying things that are positive. Many of us, including myself, have had struggles with depression. For some, it's occasional. For others, it's nearly cripplingly constant. An umbrella study was done and published in July of 2022, so not long ago, and I will include a link to that in the podcast description. But listen to some of what was learned in this study that was an analysis of many, many reputable studies that had been done over a period of about 30 years on the relationship between depression and whether or not there is a chemical imbalance that's causing it. Quote, The general public widely believes that depression has been convincingly demonstrated to be the result of serotonin or other chemical abnormalities. And this belief shapes how people understand their moods, leading to a pessimistic outlook on the outcome of depression and negative expectancies about the possibility of self-regulation of mood. Unquote. Now, I'm not a registered psychologist, and I'm not, we're not having a conversation right now about whether antidepressants are good or bad or what the best way to handle depression is. But listen again to this little portion. Our belief about depression shapes how we understand our moods, leading to a pessimistic outlook on the outcome of depression and negative expectancies about the possibility of self-regulation of mood. Can you see how thoughts about depression might amplify the depression itself? The same is true of other challenges. If you have such feelings, do you really want to amplify those? Do you want to combine physical stressors, relationship challenges, emotional struggles with a belief that you can't be in control? With a pessimistic outlook on your ability to be in charge of your own life? We must choose what we amplify. While the thoughts or emotions I have mentioned, and many more, may feel real to us, they are most often not out of our control. We can catch the little devil inside while it's still little and put it back in the corral and patch the hole in the fence. Or we can give in to the stampede, letting our thoughts run wild until they cannot be called back. Patching the hole in the fence may include qualified professional help. For me, patching the hole in the fence, that weak spot that kept breaking over and over, was the result of having found a good professional coach who could help me make the fence stronger and increase my power to direct my own thinking, my own emotions, and as a result, my actions. Learning how to be the one calling the shots in your life is the greatest gift you will ever give yourself or your loved ones. It will surprise you how a change in one area can have a domino effect 
in removing many of the amplified troubles in your life. For example, a recent study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association Psychiatry followed 800,000 people over a period of time, and one of the results shown in the study was that simply going to bed one hour earlier and waking up one hour earlier cut the risk of depression by 23%. We can amplify our ability to have self-control by simply changing our bedtime. Which of the waves in your life do you wish to amplify? Now, I can help you amplify the thoughts that give you personal power, increased productivity, and self-control. That's what I do for a living. Faith can amplify your power. Learning can amplify your power. Meditation can amplify your power. Taking charge of your health can amplify your power. Serving others can amplify your power. Honoring your body can amplify your power. Positive self-talk can amplify your power, as can a dozen other things. But above all, changing your habits of thinking can amplify your power to a degree that will absolutely astonish you when you look back. And you'll think, I never realized I could do what I've just done. You choose the notes to play. You choose the songs that ring. If I can help you navigate, click the links I suggested in the podcast description or simply go to natewalkercoaching.com and click the Habit Finder link or in the contact area, let me know how I can help you best and I'll do so. We'll set up a time to talk free of charge. Until then, we'll talk again soon.